This is a summary of the first Sikha in Parshas Bereshis. Look at the Sikha Schilek Yud Dalid. Something that Rebbe focuses on a lot in these talks and a lot of the Sikhais, something that Rebbe was developing from, uh, at least publicly, from 1965 and onwards for the next two and a half decades, is the Rashi Sikhis, discussing Rashi. Rashi is an incredibly important um, commentary, the most important commentary on the Chumash. And besides for explaining it on the level of Pshat, Rashi ha- carries, because within Pshat, within the simple, most literal Pshat, is contained also the deepest depth. There's the deepest depths, depth in general is connected with the greatest simplicity. It's a great concept discussed in Hasidus. So what the Rebbe does in this uh, discussion, in this first sikha, is the Rebbe takes the first Rashi in Chumash and says that this must contain some powerful ideas for the service of God. And this is a very powerful talk of the Rebbe. I advise everyone to learn it well inside. It's enjoyable, it's geschmack, and, uh, and indeed it's powerful. Um, so what's the first Rashi? Rashi asks a general question. Rashi quotes Amrav Yitzchak. The Torah shouldn't have begun with a discussion of the creation of the world and going through the generations. Later it goes through ten generations from Adam to Noyach and then from Nech to Avram. Rashi says this is not a history book, this is not a story book. The Torah should have begun from the middle of the second book of the Torah in Exodus with the first mitzvah in the Torah, where Hashem gave us the lunar calendar, the lunar moon, to sanctify the new moon. That's the first commandment given to the Jewish people before the exodus from Egypt. So that's Rashi's question. What does Rashi answer? Rashi says that Hashem was providing for us the answer to the nations of the world. And indeed, he was giving the answer to us. That we should question our, ourselves for a second. That the Goyim are going to say, and we may even ask ourselves, that the land of Israel that Hashem is giving us and that we are conquering, what right do we have to conquer the land of Israel? It doesn't belong to us. It belongs to the inhabitants who are there. Fear is square. And uh, we're a bunch of thieves. And the answer is that, no, it's God who owns this world. God decided that they should have it. And God wanted us to conquer it from them and take it from them. It's very simple. It's God's world. Hashem created the world. It's Hashem's world, and uh, and that's the name of the game. And that's all. That that's uh, that's what you need to know. That's what Rashi says. A very uh, mysterious Rashi, a Rashi which is discussed literally by every commentary that ever existed. The Rebbe himself has an incredibly powerful and intricate discussion, saying what does Rashi mean on the literal level? What, what's Rashi's answer? Does this explain why Rashi? Why the Torah wrote an entire book and a half just to provide this one answer? Very critical uh, questions. But what does this mean on a spiritual level? What is the argument? What is the answer? So there's on the general level and then there's the uh, on the uh, particular level. On the general level, it's a very simple concept and this is the foundation of Jewish law. Just like the first law in the code of Jewish law is don't be embarrassed from those who scoff because if a person doesn't have backbone, there's no point in the rest of the Shulchan Aruch for the next few thousand chapters telling you what to do if you're embarrassed and if you and you take other people's criticism seriously. So there's actually a very similar beginning and foundational lesson for a Jew right from the outset of the Torah. 
that the Goyim could come and argue, and even we in our own heads could question sometimes a law within Judaism, and we could ask that it's illogical and or immoral. Could you believe it? We could say that a law in the Torah that Hashem gave us seems immoral, or it seems uh, illogical, just like they were arguing about the land of Israel. That it's illogical, there's an order, you don't just do this, this is not how it's done, this is not the custom, it's not logical, right? That's not how the world functions, and more importantly, perhaps it's immoral. A Jew has to realize that no, that this world is governed by the will of God, and on the contrary, they have to strengthen themselves in the will of Hashem, and it doesn't matter whether a human being understands whether it's moral or not. Of course it's moral. The essence of, 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 of reality is God. And therefore, anything in the Torah is for sure moral. Maybe you don't understand at that particular second, right? But these laws are as powerful as, as the laws of physics, to be honest. The law, in fact, they're more powerful than the laws of physics. The laws of physics, could, it could have been this way, it could have been that way. It happened to be that God chose that it should be this way. A law within the Torah, it couldn't have been any other way. This is the essence of God. This is the will of the creator of the world. And you'll never go wrong um, with the Torah. So this is a very powerful and important lesson, straight up, straight off the bat. The Jew should not be nespoiled, shouldn't get excited, shouldn't be affected. He should realize that he stands for the eternity of God who will exist in a million years from now, and in a billion years from now, and in a trillion years from now. And... Uh, and and he should try to understand and try to try to uh, explain and, and 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 come to terms with. However, he should understand that the Torah is the will of Hashem and it's the most powerful thing in the world. Okay, but more particularly, what it means is like this: What does it mean the conquering of the land of Israel? So, on the outset, you would say conquering the land of Israel means Torah mitzvahs, Judaism, just because it's a spiritual place. It's a spiritual place. However. Right, and it represents Torah the, the, in many different ways. Spiritually, the eyes of God are always upon it. It says in the in the verse that means the providence of God, the feeling of God, the, the sensitivity to godliness. But on a deeper level, what's the concept of conquering a non-Jewish land, the land of Canaan, and transforming it into Eretz Yisrael? And what it's about is that it's about conquering the parts of our lives which are not necessarily on their face associated with holiness and with godliness and with truth, and transforming it into the holy land of Israel. You turn it into a holy land, a place with no sovereignty, a place with no force, no king, no laws, except for the laws of the Torah. In other words, you're working because it's a mitzvah to work, basically. There's no dominion, there's no area in your life which is disassociated from the Torah, from Hashem. It's completely conquered. There are people who could have the attitude and say that you know Judaism is all for extra credit. Judaism is that when I take care of all my basic needs, I have a roof over my head, I have food, I could serve my family at the table. Everything, everything is taken care of, and some would take it further. My psychological needs are met, right? All my, all my needs are met. Then we could start discussing about spirituality. There are areas in your life that people disconnect from Hashem. They said it is what it is. These are the needs that are necessary. This is my physical life. This is my. This is this is this is part of my humanity. Comes along the Torah and says, "I want you to conquer the land of Israel, the land itself, by Judaism, by the Jewish people, by the land of Israel." There's no separation of church and state. 
of synagogue and state. The state is the synagogue. That's how it is by Judaism. In the code of Jewish law, the, the same amount of chapters are devoted to the laws of monetary uh, acquisitions and, and, and all of those and loans and everything else as there are to the laws of keeping Shabbos. In Judaism, there's, there's literally no distinction. The, the God, God is everything. So that is the, that's the concept of conquering the land of Israel. And you recognize that it was conquered when there's no separate entity of, of any area of one's life. All it is is an expression of the divine. It's not that you're so divine. When you're learning so well and you're davening so well, etc., that even when you're working, you're still inspired. That's not what we're saying. We're saying the work itself is an act of God. And, and a way where it plays itself out, by the way, and that Rebbe points it out also, is that a person will steal and conquer from their time that they're working to learn more Torah. How do you see whether the working is just seen by the individual as another way of serving God when they're stealing from that time? We're obviously not talking about where on your employer's time because that would be dishonest, God forbid. But in, in, in a, in a, when, it's for, when it's permissible, when a person is stealing as much as they can from their time of working and so on to learn more, to daven more, that, that means that they've conquered that part of, of their life. And that is the mission statement of a Jew, that a Jew has to realize that their physical life, a Jew has to accomplish this idea that to not separate Hashem, on the contrary, he has to realize that the reason why Hashem created this physical reality, which seems so rigid and sometimes it's rules and the way it's run and the way it's done, is merely, it, everything is a vessel for, for the Jew and vessel for the Torah. It's waiting for you to come and to transform it into a godly world. It's not a contradiction as people would like to say, as the nations of the world would like to say. They say, what do you think you're doing? You're conquering the land of Israel. Right? They say, when it comes to davening and learning, that belongs to you. Well, you're coming to the land of Israel. There's a way the world runs. We've been doing this for thousands of years. In fact, the, the world existed for a few thousand years before the title was given to the Jewish people. It existed for thousands of years. So the non-Jews came along and said, this is how it's done. We've learned the hard, hard way. We've learned from experience. We've learned through life experience. How could the Jews just come in and, and decide that, that this is the way it is differently than the way we've established it could be, it could be, a Jew could be confronted by this idea, and that's what Hashem tells the Jewish, the Jews. It doesn't say that Rebbe makes a, a very interesting diuk. It doesn't say that he told the Jews how he created the world. Rashi quotes a verse from uh, from Psalms. It doesn't say It says the strength of his of his work. He told his people. What does that mean? The strength of his works. The Rebbe says it means the potency, the primius. The juice, the, the, the essence, the vitality, the real essence of Hashem's creation is that it's waiting to be transformed into a holy thing. It really is a vessel for the divine. And that's why Dashi states it as a question that I would think, right, the title really should have began from In other words, the first book and a half of the title don't belong to us. The non-Jews own the creation of the world. We're, we're interlopers into history. We're coming to do our religious activity. Says Rashi, no. Hashem says, no, Bereshis belongs to you. That's the essence of what's happening. Very briefly, the Rebbe as well goes into a whole discussion about the Miraglim, the spies, and the sin of the, of the Jews not wanting to go into the land of Israel. And the Rebbe says that actually it was a very 
similar, if if not at least in this talk, identical to the argument of the nations of the world is what the Miraglim were saying. And the Miraglim said that we can't conquer the land of Israel. They were asked, how is that possible that they would make such a statement? These were great men. They, they, they were deniers of God. They saw open miracles. What's going on here? <coughs> and the Rebbe answers that if you look in the Talmud, they say a very interesting terminology. They say the Balabayis, which is God, the owner of this world, the owner of this house, can't take out his vessels. What does that mean? Rebbe said two points. First of all, the, the whole point is that it's his vessels. In other words, there's Hashem is the one who decided to make the world with these rules, with these characteristic traits. It's not a made-up idea. The world and, and we are commanded by the Torah not to rely on miracles. So in other words, you have to function within the world as the world normally functions. You can't, you can't come and not follow the rules of reality. The Torah says you have to be healthy. That means you have to follow the rules of health, of nutrition, of whatever else. Right? The And, and, so, and some would even say let's go to psychological health, emotional health. Right, how does Taita just come in here? The, the Taita itself recognizes this is Caleb, this is Hashem's vessels, this is Hashem's world. So they said that unless Hashem's planning to destroy his world, unless he plans to smash all of his vessels, they said the Balabayas, Hashem can't take, take the vessels out of his house. He'll have to destroy the world. Another amazing point that Ebba says regarding the word vessels is that just like a light bulb, you put a light, you put too much electricity, the light bulb explodes. They said that the world is not a vessel for this intense change and revelation and whatever the Jews are trying to do, right, with the physical world around them. They said he can't take out his vessels. In other words, it's not a vessel. They're not kalim. They're not the vessels for this uh, kind of, uh, they're, they're not made to be, to be doing this activity. And the answer was that fundamentally they missed the point of Judaism they missed the point of everything that on the contrary, Hashem wanted a world specifically, Hashem wanted to feel at home specifically in the place which feels that this is my necessary needs. This is not connected with God. No, specifically in the land of Israel is where Hashem wanted to have a dwelling place in this world. And that was the ultimate purpose of creation. And that's where Rashi takes, all, takes us off. He, uh, he, uh, he begins us very well, the beginning of the Torah and all the rest of the Rashi Sikhs we're going to learn, etc. This is the opening Rashi which contains the most powerful ideas within the, the Jewish religion.